Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Business of Customer Love podcast, brought to you by Mention Me. I'm your host, Simeon Atkins, and thanks for joining us today. Growing your brand through customer love might seem like an idea that belongs in the company cafe rather than the boardroom. But identifying, growing, and activating a base of loyal fans is serious business, and the results of harnessing customer advocacy can be truly transformational for both your company and your customers. We gather experts from across the space to shine a light on how you can unleash a virtuous cycle of sustainable organic growth where your best customers keep coming back and bringing their friends too. So let's get into today's episode. So I'm delighted to be joined today by Annette Franz, founder and CEO of CX Journey Inc. Annette, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. There's nothing better than talking about customer experience and certainly customer love. Absolutely. Fantastic. So you're here today to specifically discuss how brands can design a customer centric culture that drives sustainable and profitable growth for their business. Before we dive in, do you want to give a quick introduction to our listeners? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, thank you for having me on. You know, I've been in this uh, customer experience space for over 30 years. I started my career at J.D. Power and Associates back in uh, 1992 before we even, you know, talked about customer experience and customer centricity. Certainly those words weren't in our vocabulary in 1992. We talked about customer satisfaction and customer loyalty, and those have those have been, uh, those have had some staying power for sure. But, um, you know, I spent the next uh, roughly 25 years in the uh, corporate world, both on the vendor side and the client side, um, vendor side running consulting services organizations, and then on the client side, working on customer experience strategy for a couple of uh, uh, companies. And uh, about six or seven years ago, I jumped out on my own, started my own business, and uh, I'm doing all the things that I love and basically working with clients on, you know, soup to nuts, customer experience strategy work and doing a little bit of content, doing a little bit of speaking. So just getting out there and, and helping to spread the good word on customer experience. Fabulous. Now, as tradition on the show, to get things kicked off, I'd love for you to share a time recently where, as a consumer, you experienced customer love firsthand and really what impact that had on you as a consumer. Yeah, this is this is a tough story. It's a recent story, but it's a tough story. My youngest son was in a car accident last week, and um, I was out of town. I was on my way back into town from our you know holiday weekend, and as uh, as I was heading back into town, I get a text from him saying that he was in an accident. And as you can imagine, any parent, you know, any parent, you hear from your kids that they've been injured or whatever, it's, it's always scary. And I was still, you know, four hours away. So, um, but you know, the, the accident, you know, his big brother came out and helped him. And, and as they were working through all the things of the accident, you know, I was in constant contact with them and I had reached out to the body shop that we've taken, you know, a couple of cars to over the last several years. And, um, the woman who runs the body shop is just a sweetheart, right? So I called her and her, her first question was, are you okay? She didn't even say hello. And she just said, are you okay? And then she said, you know, are the boys okay? And so I explained what had happened. And I said, you know, they're on their way with the car. You know, can you make sure that the tow truck, tow truck di- driver takes them home? And she said, don't worry about it. I will take them home. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay, all right. Thank you for that. She's like, they need somebody here for them right now. I, I'm here for them. And so over the course of the next hour or so, you know, by they took the car there, there were some questions about the towing expenses and a couple of different things. So I was in 
constant contact with the kids. And, and at one point, um, you know, my oldest son had had phone on speakerphone and she's in the background going, they're taken care of. I've, I've got their blood sugar levels back up. I've, you know, just gave them both sodas and crackers and I will get them home. Don't worry about it. I'm here, you know, basically. And I mean, she was a godsend, you know, like I said, you know, you're four hours away. You're just like, Oh God, you know, what's going on. So, so, I mean, that was to me, you know, the ultimate in terms of customer love. And I saw her yesterday because ended up the car had to be totaled and, and my son is fine and the car had to be totaled. And I went yesterday to, you know, sign over the paperwork and everything. And, you know, we're going to go and have coffee or lunch. I just, you know, just appreciate so much everything that she did for us. And, and, um, I mean, that's the ultimate customer love when you're like, you, t- you step into the mom role, <laughs> right. And you're like, I got your kids. I've got, I've got you covered here. Don't worry about it. Right. And, and honestly, I didn't cause I know her and I know she took great care of them. Wow. That's such a powerful example. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that. I think for a number of reasons, but I think firstly, I can't think of a, a time where you would need customer love more than, than yeah. a situation like that. So right. the fact that you were able to get that is is just fantastic. Um, the other reason I love that as well is that, um, you know, I always enjoy hearing about um, customer love stories from the big brands that you'd always think about, your Apples, right. your Pelotons, yeah. et cetera, yeah. Disney, you know, big companies that offer really glamorous services and products. Right. But actually, I really enjoy hearing these examples from um, – you know, much smaller companies that don't have the kind of, um, you know, pomp and ceremony of something like a Disney, but can still offer really tangible, really important, really valuable customer love that is just so impactful for people. So I love that example. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to take it even one step further, I, I, I am absolutely, anybody needs a body shop. I'm absolutely going to recommend them. I mean, they've, I have in the past already anyways, but this was, that's pretty much, that's pretty much sealed the deal. Right. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. Fair to say they've got a, a fan for life there in you and that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. Let's get into it. So in your book built to win, you talk about the difference between being a customer centric and customer focused company. Now yeah. to me, they both sound like great places to be as a business, right. but would you mind elaborating on the difference between the two and uh, and really which is the preferable choice for businesses to be in? Yeah, I'll start with the easy question, the easy uh, and the easy answer, which is we want a business to be customer centric. So and, and I'll, you know, you'll see why after I explain the difference between the two. So to me, customer focused is very um, transactional. Yes, we focus on our customers. We focus on their needs. We we you know, we listen to them. We get their feedback. It's really to me, it's it's. I want, I want to make sure the customer in front of me has a good experience, right? Customer centric, on the other hand, is something that flows through the DNA of the organization where customer focus might be, ah, you know, the sales department is focused or our frontline or the, the people on the sales floor, they're customer focused. They're going to make sure that the customer in front of them has a good experience. Whereas with customer centric, like I said, it flows through the DNA of the organization, right? Everybody in the business is so I define customer centric as um, you know no discussions no decisions no designs without bringing in that customer voice and asking how how it impacts her how it makes her feel um, what value does it add that's not something that happens when you're customer focused when you're customer centric it's in it's 
flows through everything that you do. That customer voice is brought into everything you do. And it's not just what happens at the front line. It's not just what happens with this customer. It is, um, it's everything that we do. It's the back office is always thinking about the customer, you know, those kinds of things. I, when I first start working with clients, I interview their, um, leadership teams, some employees and some customers. And this week I started doing some leadership interviews for a new client. And I spoke to somebody in finance yesterday and it was so awesome that she understood that cost concept. She's like, I'm in, I'm in corporate finance, but I don't, I don't talk to you know, customers, you know, face to face or anything like that, but I support the people who do, and I want to make sure that they're able to do what they need to do so that the customer has a great experience. And that's really how customer centricity works is everybody in the organization feels it, knows it, does it. And it's just how we do things around here. Decisions are made through the customer lens, you know, hiring, firing, promoting is done through, hey, how was the experience for the customer? How how did you bring the customer? How do you bring the customer? What is what are our customer-centric core values that are used to, to uh, incorporate all that processes and policies are designed with the customer in mind? All of those things. So, so you can see that it's really in the heart, in the blood, it flows through the organization where, again, you go back to customer focus and it's like, yeah, you know, I have, um, listening to my customers, I have their feedback and using it to make sure that the people in front of me have a great experience, but it's not something that's just really in, you know, the meat of the organization. And it's something that's come up time and time again in episodes that I've had. It, it starts with your employees because your employees are the ones that are delivering yeah. that customer experience. And so if they're not bought into it, to your point from the top down, yeah. You know, it's just it's just never going to transfer over to the customers. And I no. guess from what you were saying there, that the primary difference between being customer focused and customer centric is that being customer centric is part of the fabric of the entire business. It's not exactly. siloed in certain teams and yes. not in others. It's throughout the entire company. And I guess that has to come from the top down, right? That Absolutely. has to come from the the leadership needs to be bought in and that needs to feed right down. Yeah, it, absolutely. So it's it, two primary foundational elements are the leadership and, and the CEOs, you know, it's deliberately designed to be that way, right? The CEO is saying, hey, you know, what? we're always going to do what's in the best interest of our customers. And then to support that, we're going to build out this or design this customer centric organization, this customer centric culture. So it's in our culture, it's in our core values, it's in everything that we do and say and how we act and interact. And so, yeah, absolutely starts at the top and the foundation has to be that culture and i'd love to to kind of hear some examples of yeah. where you've seen businesses really adopting a customer-centric approach um, and the benefits that that's had to the business and the customers as a result of that yeah and i think if i mention the names you'll immediately you know get it right you know the top of mind is always zappos i mean tony shea built this customer-centric culture this customer-centric organization and and as a result of that, you know, the customers have a great experience. The business does well. I mean, look, Amazon bought them. So so you know that that the outcomes for the business are pretty strong as well, pretty solid as well. You know, brands like um, Nordstrom and Trader Joe's, like the, some of the brands that, you know, put employees first, they know that that employee experience leads to a great customer experience, et cetera, et cetera. They they talk about their culture. They talk about how important the culture is. Starbucks is another one of those. Um, I have a great example. I've worked with a couple of clients where we've, I can't name names, but we've transformed them from, you know, product centric to customer centric. So let's put the people first and the rest will come. And we've seen through making those, doing those transformations and making that transition that 
you know, the customer experience is better. The employee experience is better. The outcomes for the business are, you know, phenomenal, right? Um, I have a, um, so as a result of my latest book, Built to Win, I have a, a great case study that'll be coming out in the next six or eight months. It's going to take a little bit of time for us to put it together and write it. But um, Callzilla, Neil Tuff, I don't know if you know him, but Callzilla had taken my book and taken it to heart and transformed his operations to be customer centric. It wasn't before and it is now, and it's going to be a great story to come out here in the future. And the outcomes are pretty, pretty spectacular. So it's, it's real, it's impactful. And you know, the outcomes really are real. Fabulous. I just want to pick up on a point that you said there, or the examples that you gave. So Zappos, I guess, was built a company on this idea of being customer centric. What do you see as the differences and the challenges between a company that is kind of fundamentally built on this premise of being customer centric from the get-go versus more of a legacy company that hasn't been like that before but is looking to implement it now moving forward it it, two things it takes time number one and number two it takes the ceo and that's what's happened with a couple of clients that i've worked with i've worked with the ceo and the ceo has to be hands-on vocal communicating what we're doing why we're doing it what what it means for you what it means for me what it means for the business um and i think those are two very critical things the next thing is is you've got to have again you've got the culture is the foundation so you've got to make sure that you take a look at your core values and you either through the core values that you already have define how that impacts the customer and the employees and, and the business or you add um, a core value that really hits home for people that, you know, customers are at the heart of the business. And so, so those are probably three things that are really important to keep in mind. And, and again, we go back to, you know, leadership and culture. So I think those are two very important components. And from these conversations that you're having with these, um, you know, C-level, C-level executives and, and founders, um, generally, what are their kind of thoughts around putting the customer at the center of their business, doing everything for their customers. Is it sometimes a little bit counterintuitive for, for leaders, particularly if they've been very focused on profit, 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 and yeah. you know that's the only metric that really matters? Yeah. Has there been a sort of an education process for them? I'd, I'd love to kind of dive into that in a little bit more detail. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it has. It actually has. And, and you know what? So a couple, of, a couple of things, right? There are CEOs who get it. And those are the easy ones, right? And really what, when they get it, um, it really means that it's more of an education effort for the rest of the organization, right? Or the re- the rest of the leadership team to begin with, because we need everybody on the leadership team on board and, you know, aligned on, on what we need to do. Um, and there are those who don't get it. <laughs> and when, the, for those who don't get it, it's a, you know, it's a sales process. It's an education and a selling process where, you know, somebody else, whether it's somebody else on the executive team or maybe one layer down has to really educate and do the work to show why it's important to be customer centric and what the outcomes are. And, and we've always got to link it to the business outcomes. So I think that's really important. And it's, it's harder that way, but it's not impossible, right? I mean, the ideal way is the CEO gets it. And, and for those CEOs who have reached out to me, they all get it. I don't need to sell them on it, but I've certainly worked with um, other folks within organizations where I'm, you know, that one layer down, working with one layer down where we go through that whole process of trying to really um, 
educate and build the business case for why this is an important way to design and run the business. So, and, and there are a lot of ways to do that. We could write a whole book on just (laughs) different ways to, you know, educate and sell the executive team on why this is so important. And what are some of those business outcomes that are, um, you know, really important for business owners, C-level executives to be able to measure? Because I guess it does ultimately come back to that. If this is something they can, yeah. that feels tangible and feels real for them and they can um, measure, then ultimately yeah. they're going to be more motivated to implement that across their business. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll actually, I'll take a step back. I have this, I have this diagram that I put together. It's in the book. It, it really shows sort of the linkage between um, uh, the foundation or, you know, that culture and that strong leadership alignment and commitment to the business outcomes, right? So if you have this foundation where you've got the core values, you know, where you've, where you've got the culture and culture is, you know, core values plus behaviors, you've got all of that defined, you're socializing and operationalizing that you've got this leadership team that's on board and aligned. When you have, I call that foundation really sort of the precursor to a great employee experience. And so when employees have this great experience, you know, they have this sense of belonging, they feel valued, they feel heard, they have this energy and enthusiasm that leads to outcomes for them, right? So they're engaged, they're happy, they're um, productive, they're satisfied, that in turn, there's that spillover effect to a great customer experience, right? Where customers have a great experience. They feel valued. They feel heard. They feel appreciated. They, they are able to do the jobs that they're trying to do. They're happy. They're satisfied. They're loyal. And then ultimately, um, the outcomes for the business. And, and the reason that I go through that whole, you know, linkage there is because the outcomes for the business aren't they're not just all financial, right? Obviously there are financial ones and we're talking about, you know, growth and profitability and and revenue and, you know, those kinds of things. But we're also talking about, if we follow that linkage, we're also talking about, you know, employer um, and talent branding, which makes recruiting and hiring easier because people want to work for the brand, right? So reduces costs and and time and everything when it comes to, to that, that process, right? Um, we also, uh, have this, you know, obviously customers want to come and do business and all that and repeatedly. So we've got, you know, a growth or increase in customer lifetime value. We've got this competitive advantage because we're doing things differently from everybody else. You know, Zappos has this competitive advantage. They have this culture and they, the, the way that they serve their customers is unlike anything that anybody else does right and so i think that's an an important thing to consider is that yes there are financial outcomes and those are obviously important but there are also non-financial ones that in some way ultimately do become financial so if you take that employer branding and the shorter recruiting cycles as an example so you've got less expense when it comes to recruiting new employees so i think that's that's um, important i think it's an important consideration for people to to know Absolutely. And and obviously, one of the byproducts of delivering a customer centric experience for your customers is they, they turn into fans. You yeah. know, we had at the start of the show, obviously, you kind of talking about your experience yes. and now the fact that you're a lifelong fan of that company. Um, what are some of the, I guess, the benefits of companies being able to build this base of loyal super fans? What, what does that mean for a business growth and, and development? Yeah. 
Well, obviously they become an extension of your sales force, right? You know, there's, it's, it costs less for you because you've got your customers out there spreading the word. And, um, when you've got that word of mouth, there's just nothing more powerful. There's a lot of statistics out there and, and, and studies out there that show that people trust, you know, word of mouth recommendations far more than they trust, you know, advertising and, and anything else that a brand might say. Right. And so if we listen to our friends and our family and, and others who've gone through that experience and had a great experience, it's, it's just so powerful. So I think that's the the big thing is, or the biggest thing is that, that reduced costs when it comes to, you know, marketing and, and your sales efforts, but increased revenue because you've got people out there who are, you know, telling your story and, and bringing others in with them. Fabulous. Annette, we've covered some great ground today. Just to wrap things up, for those businesses that are looking to become more customer centric, where's the best place for them to start? What are the what are the kind of top things that they can implement, you know, moving forward almost straight away to become more customer centric? Yeah, I think I think the really important thing is, is that you do need to take a look at, well, first I'm going to go back to, you know, what I said before, two things, leadership and culture, right? I would start with, um, with getting your leaders on board, obviously, but beyond that, the culture, right? Looking at your core values and remembering that core values, uh, culture is core values plus behaviors. So if you've already got your core values in place, have you aligned or defined, I should say, the associated um, acceptable and unacceptable behaviors for each of those core values and put them sort of in that lens of how does this relate to how we interact with each other and how we interact with our customers and really just saying, Hey, listen, this is important to how we do the business and how we do businesses, you know, always bring that customer voice in as well and making sure that you're listening to your customers and, and using that customer voice. So that's the second thing beyond the culture and the core, you know, core values is, are you listening to your customers? How are you using that feedback? And there are a lot of different ways that we get feedback and data from our customers. How is that being used? How is it being shared throughout the organization? Because that's really core to a customer centric organization is knowing the customer and knowing what their, you know, pain points, problems to solve expectations are so that we can make our decisions and we can design the right products and, and services to, uh, to adhere to that. So, um, all, all important things, you know, in the book, I talk about the 10 foundational principles and really it does come down to leadership, um, core, uh, culture, the employees and the employee experience, putting them first and then, um, customers and that customer understanding and how you use that throughout the organization every day. So yeah, no small feat. I know that was a lot. It's like, where do you start? And it's like, yeah, there's a lot to do. But just to get started, I would certainly start with the culture and taking a look at your core values. Fabulous. And it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Business of Customer Love podcast hosted by Mention Me. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to join us next time where we'll be speaking to some more amazing guests about how you can harness the power of customer love. See you again soon.